This podcast is sponsored by PSCU, the nation's premier payments credit union service organization. Serving over 1,900 credit unions, PSCU is committed to service excellence and focused on innovation. PSCU's payment processing, risk management, data and analytics, loyalty programs, digital banking, marketing, strategic consulting, and mobile platforms help deliver possibilities and seamless member experiences. Visit PSCU.com to learn more. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. For the fourth consecutive year, PSCU surveyed more than 1,750 credit union members and other financial institution customers from across the United States to explore their evolving payment preferences. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, Tom Pierce, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for the St. Petersburg, Florida-based Credit Union Service Organization, shares these findings and helps us better understand how they affect credit unions and their members. Among the key findings, the fourth annual study revealed a growing demand for a personalized payments experience from consumers across the country, while usage of contactless cards, mobile wallets, and digital payments continued to grow substantially. Join us for this in-depth look at payment trends, including demographic data and analysis, to help your credit union make strategic decisions and provide a better, more personalized member experience. So Tom, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell me what key findings were discovered in this year's payment study? Were there any new or emerging payments trends identified? Thank you, Ron. Great to be with you here today. I'll just talk for a quick second about the overall uh, study. This is our fourth annual iron payment study that, that PSU has sponsored. And every year we really focus on some of the key payment preferences from consumers and it really complements our monthly PSU payments index that really measures actual consumer behaviors. And I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end. But we surveyed about 750 credit union members and bank customers across the U.S., and had a nice split for demographics for male and female, and it really aligns with the consumer data from CUNA's member profiles. So we had several key findings that are available in the white paper we'll talk about at the end that we can share with folks. But I'll just highlight a few of those key findings from this study. The first one is really about the criticality of personalization. So if you look at the overall landscape out in the marketplace, particularly since the pandemic started, consumers have really become accustomed to very personalized experiences, whether it be with their Amazon or their Netflix or Spotify, and they're looking for the same type of personalized relationship with their financial institutions as well. So from the study itself, we had nearly eight out of the 10 survey respondents say they agree or completely agree that they want to do business with an FI that knows them personally. And the other good factor around here is that 91% of credit union members also believe that credit unions are great places to get advice and guidance on financial matters. So a second key finding I want to highlight is really around the divide between debit and credit. So again, this year, this is the third year in a row, debit has really been the strongest preference from a payments option for credit union members. 43% of respondents said they prefer to pay with a debit card, and that beats 
credit cards by 10%. You've got some smaller percentages around cash at 15%, as well as even smaller percentages around mobile wallets and checks, as you would expect from that standpoint. And there's an interesting divide there in terms of utilization of debit credit between credit union members and bank customers. So we found that credit union members prefer to pay with a debit card when they're in a full-service restaurant, a large big-box retailer, in the grocery store, and at the pharmacy. And it was the exact opposite for the bank customers, where they were preferring to use a credit card. So very interesting divides there as we look at the two audiences on this front. As you mentioned, emerging payments, we did focus on two key emerging payment trends with this year's study. The first of those was the very you know, hot topic, which is buy now, pay later, or installment payments. And for these, 61% of respondents indicated that if their institution is offering a program, they have used it. And about one-third of those still aren't sure, though, if their FI is offering this new service. But clearly, there is, is a strong demand out there for it, particularly amongst some of the younger demographics. The Gen Z customers, the youngest consumers, are the most interested in buy now, pay later. Then the other key area we dove into was another hot topic of cryptocurrency. So this one was very intriguing, particularly of strong interest among the older millennial group. So we asked folks if they have invested in or currently hold cryptocurrency. Over 40% of older millennials said they have, which is a pretty astounding number, and 37% of younger millennials. So Definitely strong interest in the younger groups around the crypto topic. There's a lot to unpack there. So what are the key drivers in in why members are choosing the different payment forms today? It's interesting. We always ask that question every year in terms of why they're choosing debit or credit or contactless or mobile. And the three top reasons are really around ease of use, convenience, and speed. So whether that's at the point of sale or whether they're purchasing online. But a couple of key fast followers there that also play into the mix, particularly since the pandemic has started, one is safety. So how safe and secure is that transaction, both from a fraud perspective, and then what's become more important now is the physical safety, the cleanliness of that payment of using that, particularly at the point of sale. So I'll talk a minute uh, in a bit about contactless, but that drive for contactless as well as mobile wallet usage has really been driven by the safety factor. Then the final category that really affects some of the younger members is the area around budgeting. So if you look at how folks are really choosing to use a debit card, they're not wanting to build up their debt. They're wanting to be able to manage their finances using that debit card, and that budgeting factor becomes very critical with their decision factor there. Obviously, this is a lot of this is driven by the pandemic. So what are the most significant impacts on consumer payment decisions as a result of the pandemic? There's kind of three bigger areas that we looked at that were some of the other key findings from the study that really show some of the impacts of the pandemic. The first is around the utilization of mobile wallets and contactless. So respondents on the mobile wallet side reported in the last 60 days, their usage has increased 50% from 2019 before the pandemic to 2021. So about 21% of folks are using mobile wallet at least a few times a month out there. And then when you look at contactless, that's seen about a 50% increase as well. About 36% of folks are using contactless card at least a few times per week, and almost two thirds are using it a few times per month. 
So very strong interest there. And then where are folks using these mobile wallets and contactless? It's in the places they're shopping every day. It's in the grocery store, the convenience store, at the gas pump. If you think about at the gas pump, you know, before when you had to physically dip the card in and usually probably touch the terminal there into your zip code. Now that folks can use it from a contactless perspective, they're not having to deal with that typically dirty gas pump and they're able to have a much cleaner transaction. So we've seen impacts there. A second area is around e-commerce. So there's been tremendous growth, of course, in online shopping. 91% of respondents shop at least a few times a month online and nearly a third shopped at least once a week or more. So tremendous increases in online shopping there, as well as with grocery and food pickup. So there's been a strong interest in growth. We saw that in 2020 with our efforts. And then for 2021, we saw another 25% increase in folks who said they're using online or mobile ordering for grocery or food pickup a few times a month. That's pretty tremendous. And then the final piece is really about what are people's perspectives on the economy because of COVID? So there's still a lot of concern out there. And of course, as we're now almost two years into the pandemic and there's this rise in cases right now, we saw the results in the study as well. We had a great percentage of folks, almost 80% across the board that said they're still worried about the economy as a result of COVID-19. And a third of those folks had said they've experienced some type of impact, either job loss, furlough, or reduced pay hours because of the pandemic. So it's still weighing, obviously, on people's minds out there. Demographics are always a good place to kind of drill down. What were some of the biggest distinctions you saw within the different generations responding to the survey? So I'll talk about, we have kind of five different demographic groups that we really kind of looked into deep dives for. Baby boomers, Gen X, we separate the older and younger millennials into two different groups because there's some slightly different behaviors there because of their age group. And then, of course, the youngest group, which is Generation Z. So when you look at the boomer group, this is the only group amongst the five demos that favors use of the credit card. And it's a historic utilization there beyond the debit card. These folks have more opportunities to leverage a wider range of credit because of where they're at at their stage in life. But this group also, even though they've been slower to adopt some of those new payment technologies, there's been a significant increase within this group even from the last two years. So as they were forced to stay home and not go out and shop, they did learn more about shopping online. And when they've gone back to the point of sale, they are starting to use contactless and mobile wallets as well. Now, the Gen X group, and that's the group that's 41 to 56, this group has reported significant increase in contactless card usage. Nine in 10 say they've used their contactless card just a few times a year now with a 40% increase compared to pre-pandemic. Pretty outstanding. And this group is also the most worried about the economy as a result of the pandemic. Diving down to the older millennial group, and this is that 33 to 40 age range, uh, this is the group that we saw was the most interested in utilization of mobile apps and websites for order ahead for both grocery pickup or delivery. And additionally, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we talked about emerging payments. The older millennial group had the strongest interest in cryptocurrency. So clearly, this is a group that's willing to take more risks out there. They're at a stage in their life where they can start to do some more investing, and it's showing where they're placing those investments. The younger millennial group, and this is the group from 25 to 32, these are the most prolific users of mobile wallet technology. More than 7 in 10 of this group report using their wallet, at least occasionally, and 23% are using it a few times a week. So pretty strong interest there. 
And then finally, in Generation Z, and I mentioned before, this was the most active group that was interested in buy now, pay later, or installment payments. They're clearly the ones that are having to live more so paycheck to paycheck. It shows in their debit card usage as well. They're the strongest users of debit. More than half of those select debit as their preferred payment method on a regular basis. So again, this is the group that's really having to use that type of payment form from a budgeting perspective, and they want to be able to kind of really balance their payments out there. So again, there's a lot more detail within the white paper about each of these five demo areas, but quite interesting to see some of the distinctions there. Based on the study's findings, what are some of the key takeaways credit unions can leverage to better serve their members and optimize their offerings as the payments landscape continues to evolve? Again, we highlight quite a few of the takeaways within the white paper. I I won't go through all of them, but I will highlight a few of them. So one clear piece is to focus on digital. So members are not coming into the branches as much anymore as they used to. Of course, when COVID shut everything down back in 2020, branches closed. And uh, members were forced to do their engagement with their credit unions from a digital perspective, either at the ATM or with their online or mobile banking capabilities. Even though the branches are holding back up, members are still wanting that strong digital experience. And that's where credit unions need to focus their investments at, whether it be with their digital banking platform or some of the online and mobile card management capabilities that they're offering their members. The second area that, again, feeds off of that is the importance of offering digital issuance. So a lot of times members may have an instance where they have a card compromised. And before they had to wait for that next card to be mailed to them by their credit union. And what happened many times there is that if you're waiting for the card, you have to use another type of debit or credit card in the meantime to make your purchases. And so another card pops to the top of the wallet from that perspective. With digital issuance, a credit union can offer their member instant access to that new card number out there to use in their online purchases or to load into their mobile wallet to use at the point of sale. So it's critical for credit unions to prioritize that type of opportunity in order to make sure that their card still stays first in the member's mind. And then finally, I'll just touch on the areas of financial wellness and education. Clearly, with members having so much concern out there about the state of the economy, it's important for credit unions to continue to look through their data, to work with their members that might be struggling, and help them through the process by offering them alternative solutions and products, opportunities for doing stepped bill payments and so forth, and educating them about the opportunities that the credit union has to help them better manage their finances. So, Tom, before we say goodbye, is there anything else you would like to add? I'll just uh, mention that the full white paper is available via link on PSU.com, and we'll make sure that your listeners have access to that report. And then, as I also mentioned, beyond this preferences study that we publish on an annual basis, every month PSU publishes a detailed payments index that dives into actual consumer behavior as it relates to debit and credit card usage, contactless mobile, and we do a deep dive each month that really looks into some of the different aspects that might be happening out in the marketplace. So I encourage folks to go also to PSU.com and sign up for a subscription to that. It's free and it's great data to have to make decisions for your strategies around payments in your credit union. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. 
Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. This podcast is sponsored by PSCU, which provides an end-to-end platform of technology, services, and solutions that enables credit unions to securely grow and meet evolving consumer demands. Visit PSCU.com to see how PSCU's best-in-class solutions can support the success of your credit union.